Welcome to the second episode of Perfectly Imperfect. In this episode, we're talking to two first-time voters, and we're going to talk to them about their expectations of voting, the climate of everything that's going on in 2020, and what they know about the candidates that they will be voting for. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the second episode of Perfectly Imperfect. student at Collin County. I'm 19 years old and I'm a dance instructor. Hi, my name is Azan Booker. I'm also 19 years old. Um, I'm a full-time student at UT Arlington. Uh, I do graphic design and I rap a little bit. Okay, we're here today with two first-time voters going to get a little perspective on what they think is about to happen their feelings about what's going on in the world today and um, the voting process. So tell me what your expectations are for this voting process. What do you think is about to happen? Um, I don't really have any legitimate expectations going in. I mean, besides the... uh, difference in opinions that are going to be there um i feel like there's going to be a little bit of judgment and the atmosphere is going to be a little tense just because of how the world is now um but other than that i don't don't have anything to go off of except for i feel like i've gone with you to vote once or twice and i vaguely remember that I expect it to be like what it is in the movies. You go in, there's like this box, and you vote, and then you're done. But going off what you said, there will be judgment, especially now. Um, a lot of stares, so yeah, it might be a little tense. So, do you think that um, your vote is important? Like, why is it important for you guys to vote? generation we should vote because like it's very important like we're the ones that are going to be going on with the process so I just think the youth generation in general should vote um I read something and it said that only 31% of the youth generation voted last year and so that number is like not that good so we need to try to get that number up So Zan, um, do you feel like your vote counts and why is it important to you to vote? Um, I do. I, I feel like everybody in our generation um, and everybody in general, everybody's vote counts because the, the whole thing about young voters is um, eventually we're going to be the ones replacing everybody in the positions of power. We're going to be the ones um, taking their place. So 
it's kind of our job to sort of mold um, society uh, into what we want it to be then and kind of pave our own path to the future. And in order to do that, we need to be involved in the government and we need to be aware and we need to be voting and um, making our voice heard. <clears throat> so I, I think it's more important than I think the uh, older generations want to admit for us to vote because they have a certain way they want things to be and when those things don't align with how we want things to be um, the, the talk of voting kind of like you know and that that's why uh, like you said the, the voting percentage of our generation it needs to go up and keep going up um, especially if we want to see significant change um, there's a lot of things that um, especially with 31% minor things might change maybe but um, if we want to see significant things um, then everybody should be involved so, so out of your circle of friends that you hang out with do you know if all of them are voting? Are they registered to vote? I don't. Um, I, I personally haven't talked to anybody about voting or whether or not they are. I, I mean, I've, I think I've heard somebody talk about it, but it wasn't any of my friends that I specifically asked, like, hey, are you voting? That kind of thing. Yeah, same here. I don't know if any of my friends are registered to vote. See on social media, them saying that we should be voting, so they're sending out like messages like, "Oh yeah, we we need to vote, so let's do that." Um, I also saw something that said one of my friends posted. It said, uh, "If you're voting for this person, we can still be friends. Um, it's okay, and if you're going to bash me because I have an opinion about something, then I don't think we should be friends." And so people like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like it makes sense." But just little things like that. I don't know for sure if they're voting. And like you said, I haven't talked to them either. So on that, if you feel like there's only 31% voting and you're not talking to your friends about actually voting, then how how do you get from 31% to just 50% if your generation is only communicating Via online, just a question for young adults. I think the uh, the apprehension is um, <clears throat> trying to make somebody, you know, like not, especially somebody that you you know cherish as a friend or like you the, you value their friendship. You don't want to be that person that's like, oh, you need to go vote, you need to go vote, and bring politics into your relationship because then it's kind of like, oh that's all you're worried about and I know that if friendship is strong enough that wouldn't matter but I mean I guess that says a lot about yeah. the connections that we have it's, it's just not something that we want to get into and we feel like I think because we get along with this person we have at least a similar mindset so it's it's almost like a oh well, they're gonna vote you know and, but we're not checking to make sure you know an unspoken thing <clears throat> Me personally, like, 
the reason I haven't talked to any of my friends is because I do cherish that friendship and you know I'm kind of scared if they have a different opinion than I do and it like messes up the friendship so I guess that confrontation I don't really want that but we definitely should if we want that percentage to go up we definitely should at least mention it we cannot make anybody do anything right like but at least mentioning it and getting it in their heads enough to make them want to at least it's definitely something i should do we should do everyone should do provoke thought yeah So do you guys feel that you're prepared for voting? Do you know what's going on, who you're going to be voting for, and all that process? Um, presidentially, yes, but uh, need to do some more research about everyone else. Uh, didn't really realize, um, I thought that the other uh, people that we were going to be voting for were going to be separate elections. Knowing that we're going to be voting for everyone now is uh, prompting me to look into other people and, and look at their values and see who matches up with mine the most. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. As far as presidency goes, I know who I want to vote for, but the other people need to do more research on that. Um, I didn't even, like, I knew they were important, but I didn't really think about them that much. I just thought, oh, the president, they're going to like make the decisions, they're going to do everything to fix everything. But really, it's the other people that I need to do more research on that is actually going to change, make the changes for at least, you know, Carrollton or Dallas. So, definitely important um, research to do. Most definitely. Um, so, you guys recently graduated from high school in 2019, correct? And so in school, in high school, you took government um, and history. And do you feel like what you learned in those classrooms prepared you for one, coming out into the real world, but linking that to the voting process, what's going on, what's going on in the world right now, and prepared you for the real world and life? <laughs> <laughs> Those classes are very baseline, very um, groundwork classes. Um, so we learn the branches of government. Uh, we learn really like the basic things that each person does. Like we learn what the president does and what Congress does and what the Senate does, but we don't learn about specific people and what they did in history and how that affected things. Um, so I feel like if we were to learn that part of it, then it would probably help prepare us a little more as far as um, giving us the tools to be able to see, to say, okay, this person is saying this on TV and advocating for this, but what's actually gonna happen if they get their way? I think that has just come with critical listening and uh, just experience of like us not being able to vote but watching 
our parents uh, vote and listening to them talk about politics, I think we've just kind of gathered from that and not school. I don't think school is helping us with that at all. Yeah, like they, the teachers and stuff, they take what they think is really important for us to learn and that's what they teach us. And when we get into the real world, it's kind of like, we didn't learn about that in school and it's just hitting us like a bunch of bricks. And where did this all come from? We didn't learn about this. But yes, it's very vague in government class and economics, all that. Um, very vague and yeah, I don't think it helped us that much. So is there anything positive you can say about the <laughs> educational system that you um, did learn while you were in school that's helped you? I mean, like you said, it taught us like the branches and different presidents and historical events that were very important. Um, so yeah, I think that's very good and we definitely need to know what's going on and the big events that happen. And I can say that school prepared us for school. It prepared us for more school, which is what we're in now, college. It prepared us for that very well. Um, but yeah, that's that's something positive I would say. I guess, um, like I said, the, the critical thinking and critical uh, learning taking in information, being able to decide what things really mean, um, because politicians sometimes they like to talk circles around stuff. Mm -hmm. So being able to, like we both had Miss Kelly's class, and being able to take something that someone says and figure out, okay, what are they actually saying? Because they're using a lot of big words to try to confuse people, but I think, I think that. But that's on more of the English side, which says a lot, like we learn more about how to deal with politics from English class than we do from history class or government class. So it's kind of like that. So the next question is a little controversial and I want your honest opinion on what I'm gonna ask you. So do you understand or know the correlation of the government and the Black Lives Movement? Do you understand how those relate and what's going on with all of that? Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I understand it um, because like everybody in this room right now lives it you know and it's it's a cultural context kind of thing so we understand it because we identify it we look in the mirror and we understand that the person that just got hurt on a video that I just saw looks like me and that's bad you know and even from kids you know we're made aware that color of your skin you're different than other people and people don't like you because of that it doesn't make it right but I feel like it's just kind of embedded in our nature to keep us safe which is sad um, because it's been like that for ever seems like um, so yeah I think we understand it contextually as far as why um, I don't think there's ever been an answer as to why um, our people have been treated that way 
um, and I guess the uh, justification that the government tries to provide, it doesn't, I don't think it's ever made sense to us. Um, so kind of yes and no. Uh, we understand it culturally, but logically, and because it's it's not a logical, it's not a rational thing. Like you, nobody that is racist or prejudiced or, or anything like that is thinking logically and rationally. Rationally, um, so it, it it's kind of hard to say you understand something that is so ridiculous. Um, but it's definitely something that touches um, me and everyone um, who identifies with that. Um, yeah. yeah, just going off what you said, like, um, it's just really sad. And what else is our culture supposed to think about it? If you're not going to tell us the why, all we can think is, okay, then you guys are crazy and just plain right evil if you're just gonna treat us like that just for no reason you know so it's like we don't know the reason why and so all our culture can think is okay yeah whatever you're just crazy um yeah no matter how much research we do i don't think we'll ever know the actual why as to why it happened in the first place and i think it's really sad also because at our recent job we worked at um i had kids coming up to me asking hey why is the police why are police officers being mean to black people or questions like that and it's like i can't explain to them like it's something that their parents should be talking to them about um but yeah so on a lighter note I want to ask you guys opinion on what you thought when you heard that Kanye West was going to run for president. That was a meme. Very much of a joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think any of us took that really seriously because it's Kanye West and he's, uh, he's a special kind of person. And I... I don't think anybody thought that he was equipped to be president. So when he came out and said that, it was kind of like, okay, you know, like, kind of like, you know, all right. But um, he messed up any chance he had when he did his rally. So after that, um, that video came out and the things he was saying at that rally, it was kind of like, all right, let's move on. It's, because a lot of people were giving him the attention that he was seeking, and at that point it was like, all right. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I guess, a little concerning, because it was like, are you serious? And yeah. America's already in kind of like a rocky state, and just imagining him as president would be like, wow. <laughs> so. Once I heard that, like, I didn't, the attention he was seeking, I did not give it to him. I was like, I'm not gonna even deal with this right now. This is very funny. It gave us a laugh for 2020, most definitely. Um, but yeah, I just saw it as a joke, and I didn't really think it was gonna go through at all. So, yeah. Are there any celebrities, anyone that you know of with a celebrity status, that you feel like would be a good candidate for the presidency? 
president. Um, president. I remember um, Shaquille O'Neal talking about he was going to run for sheriff um, in 2024. That's but, scary. But, <laughs> but and he's a deputy okay. already. So um, I mean, but can you imagine the sheriff coming to your house right. and it's Shaquille O'Neal? Oh <laughs> I would give up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I surrender. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm president. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can say, let's get a girl up there. Let's get her as president. <laughs> let's get Sabrina Claudia. Yeah, but, you know, that's just all jokes. Like, I kinda, as far as presidency, I have no clue. I don't think yeah. anyone. I tend to agree with you on that. I think it's time for a female president. Like, that's just me personally. I think. Like, just to see, like, what see. they can do. You know, yeah. it's always been men. Mm-hmm. And like, women are smart, too. You know, they can make things happen. So, you never know. Do you know of any president that actually was a actor? No. I feel like there's one, but... Oh, Donald Trump was an actor. No, he's a a reality star that's... I'm talking about, like, in movies, like uh, a real actor first. Wasn't he in a movie, though? Was it Home Alone? Home Alone, but yeah. I don't know. Besides Trump, Ronald know. Reagan. Oh. Ronald Reagan was an actor first. He was in uh, country, um, not con- western movies, mm-hmm. and he was a really famous actor first, and then he became a president. Uh-huh. I think that's the only one that I can think of. That. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw you guys a curveball. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've seen like or. Like any celebrity that I would be like, oh, they should be president. Yeah. What about Trevor Noah? I mean, he wouldn't. He's not a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Noah's the comedian newscaster guy. Yeah. He's kind of like your skin complexion. I'd vote for him. <laughs> but because he's good, but yeah. whatever. So as we prepare to get you guys ready for voting, and I hope you're excited about this, and we will definitely follow you along on the process. Um, Nikiria, I'd like for you to talk about the struggles you're having with ensuring that you're going to be able to vote. Yeah, I'm sure we're all familiar with COVID, and it has ruined a lot this year. And right now, I cannot get my driver's license, a valid ID, which I need for voting. I can't get that right now because all the appointments are booked. And I think they're booked all until next year, which is crazy because of COVID. Only a limited amount of people can be in the DPS at a time. So yeah, in order to vote, I need a valid driver's license or ID, which I am not able to get. So I'm really hoping that I am able to vote still. Um, I just need that one thing. And so you're going to use your permit that you received. Yeah, I do have a temporary permit. It's paper. I'm really, really, really hoping they would accept that and take it. It doesn't expire until the year 26, I think, or 25, something like that. It, it's a while until it, it, it expires. So just praying that I can still use it. Okay. But regardless of what happens and whatever outcome, um, just know that you voting your vote counts it's important and
and it's something that needs to be continued and I hope that you also encourage your friends, your peer groups to, regardless of who they're voting for, to get out and vote, exercise their right to vote, especially your African American friends because it's really important for them to register to vote and get out there and vote. So in closing, just want to know if you have any additional questions, any comments, are you excited? Are you ready to go in there? What What are you thinking? I'm nervous. Um, just because like I said at the beginning, uh, there's a lot of tension in the world. Um, 2020 has been crazy. There's a lot of random crazy stuff that's been happening. Uh, so this might I'll be kind of on guard um, because you don't know what people are going to do. I don't know if there's going to be a radical Trump supporter or a radical um, uh, white supremacist people that show up and then there's a whole scene, you know, like it's it's a scary time. So I do want to vote. I, I do want to make my voice heard, but I also uh, want to be safe doing it. So I'm a little nervous, but um, yeah, I, I think I'll be more excited once I get in the building. Yeah, like, it is definitely nerve-wracking because of everything that's going on, but if I get to vote, I'm excited for it. I'll be super excited. It'll be like a hair flip moment when I checked all the boxes and be like, yes, I voted. And I feel like, I don't know, like, like a queen. <laughs> Almost. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I think I'm going to be more nervous when it gets close to when they're tallying all the votes up and going to be in office, you know, that's when I'm going to be more nervous, just to see whose voice was heard more, you know, so, yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming out, and I appreciate it, and um, hopefully you'll be able to come back at, after voting, and we can kind of discuss that process, and, and see how it went. Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you.
I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Want to let you know both participants were able to vote. I'm planning on having them come back and discuss the process and the results. If you'd like to watch their interview, it's posted on YouTube under Gen Z First Time Voters 2020. Stay tuned for our next episode. And as always, be unapologetically you.